In his first letter, St. John makes it quite clear that the first principle of the spiritual life is love. But lest we misunderstand him, he says, I do not mean our love of God, but God's love of us. The truth of the matter is we can't possibly love God unless he gives us the power to do it. That is why the first question that is asked by all the great spiritual writers from the beginning is not how do we love God, but what do we have to do to receive his love? Love cannot be forced. Forced love is a contradiction in terms. Although God is loving us, and that is his very nature, and he is loving us all the time, that love will remain totally ineffective. Not in God himself, but in ourselves, if we do not freely choose to receive it. Prayer is simply the word used to describe the way in which we set about creating quality space and time in which to receive that love, so that we demonstrate what we believe, not just by what we say, but by what we do. Then, and only then, as God's love begins to enter into us, will that love enable us to return his love in kind. Then, and only then, will we be able to start loving others as Christ loves us. For the gospel makes it quite clear that, apart from me, you have no power to do anything. We might be brimming over with ideas and ideals for humanity, but something further is required if we are going to be more than merely armchair idealists. It is all very well to talk about caring for the deprived and neglected, stamping out racial and colour prejudice, welcoming the refugee and bringing peace and harmony to all, saving the world from man-made pollution and climate change. Sadly, it is all pie in the sky, unless hearts are changed. We will never change other people's hearts unless our hearts are changed first. God's love is the only power that can permanently change not just our minds and our hearts, but the way we act for the world that Christ wants to continue serving and saving through us. That's why I want to quote yet again St. Teresa of Avila, There is only one way to perfection, and that is to pray. If anyone points in another direction, then they are deceiving you. And they are, aren't they? I never spoke to my father about his spiritual life, or my own for that matter, but I know that after reading a book on the Desert Fathers, he became very interested in their spiritual teaching. It must have been the way they offered their day and everything in it to God that affected him most. After his death, I found a quotation from John Cassian on the final page of his missal. It helped him to keep his morning offering on course throughout the day. It was a short prayer, recorded in the works of John Cassian. It seems my father used it throughout his day, whenever he was in need. The prayer was simply, O God, come to my aid. O Lord, make haste to help me. Abbot John Cassian said that the prayer was taught to his disciples by Abbot Isaac, 
and later used by St. Benedict with which to begin the divine office throughout the day, as it is still used today. Under this little prayer, O God, come to my aid, O Lord, make haste to help me, my father copied out the following words from Abbot Isaac, written for the benefit of his followers. You must continually use this prayer, whatever you are doing, or whatever office you are holding, or journey you are undertaking, in adversity, that you may be delivered, and in prosperity, that you may be preserved. You should be so moulded by the constant use of it, that when sleep comes you are still considering it, so that you become accustomed to repeating it, even in your sleep. When you wake up, let it become the first thing that comes into your mind. Let it anticipate all your waking thoughts. When you rise from your bed, let it send you down to your knees, and thence send you forth to your work, and let it follow you throughout your day. Abbot Macarius used to tell his disciples to say, Lord to the rescue, or call upon him by name, simply by using his name, Jesus, and to do this whenever they were in danger of losing their way or forgetting what they were about. Abba Macarius was believed to be the originator of the Jesus prayer. Later, it developed into the prayer that we all know today, which was originally composed by St. John Climacus. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. These short prayers were not only used by the Desert Fathers, but have been used continually throughout subsequent centuries. They've always been used to help Christians keep their attention fixed on their calling throughout the day and help them when distractions or temptations threaten to overwhelm them. One of my mother's favourite little prayers that helped her throughout her day was Jesus, Mercy, Mary, Help. My primary school teacher, Miss Holt, taught me to say, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I put my trust in you. During the First World War, Father Willie Doyle, S.J., used to give his troops his pink pills to use in the battle ahead. They were short, pithy prayers, easy to remember, that could be repeated over and over again to support, inspire, and sustain them. We may not have to fight such terrible physical battles each day, but we do have to fight very many spiritual battles so we too have need of his pink pills. He encouraged his men to choose their own, so they could be personalized to their own individual needs. I've made my own pink pills. Why not make some for yourselves? I want to make a suggestion that you may find helpful. It comes from an ancient tradition traced back to the Desert Fathers. When you're in bed, say a short prayer and repeat it slowly and prayerfully. It may simply be the word Jesus or the full Jesus prayer. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. This prayer and others like it came to be used most particularly in the Eastern Christian Church with slow rhythmical breathing. It was not, however, a device for relaxation or to generate states of psychological well-being, but for reminding the believer of the all-pervading action 
of the Holy Spirit. The ancient Jews believed that their breath was their life principle, their spirit. So naturally, they believed that God's breath was his life principle, his spirit. As a mark of respect, God's breath or his spirit came to be called the Holy Spirit. So deep rhythmical breathing that often accompanied short prayers of the heart helped remind Eastern Christians of the incoming spirit who dwelt within them with ever-increasing power the more they prayed. It can be a reminder to us too, particularly when preparing for sleep. The prayer, Come Holy Spirit, can accompany the slow intake of breath, followed by the prayer, Conceive Christ in me as we breathe out. With the next breath, pray again, Come, Holy Spirit, followed by, Fill every part of me. And again with the next breath, Come, Holy Spirit, followed by, Bring Christ to birth in me. Then the three prayers can be repeated again and again. Other short prayers can be used like, Come, Lord, or Come, Lord Jesus, or whatever short prayer you feel helps you best. When this practice becomes a habit, it can be far more effective than sleeping pills, and there are no side effects either. This sort of prayer need not be restricted to preparation for sleep, for once you become used to using it at night, you can use it at other times of the day too. It can be used when you're waiting for a bus, a train, a plane, when you're sitting in a waiting room, waiting for the doctor, the dentist, or the consultant, or when you're waiting for a phone call, or for the plumber, or for the electrician, instead of letting frustration take possession of you. Use the time to let the Holy Spirit take possession of you instead. Then instead of anger and impatience, you will be filled with peace, a God-given peace, not a self-generated peace. At the end of his book, The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas, the author says that all the wisdom in the world is contained in but two words, waiting and hoping. If we learn to wait while doing all we can to invite the Holy Spirit to take possession of us, then before too long, all our hopes, all our deepest desires and yearnings will be realized. For, as the Holy Spirit suffuses our love with His love, then that love can take us up into Christ, where we are able to contemplate the Father in, with, and through Him. Then we will be able to experience brief moments of heavenly peace in this world, as we are beginning our journey to experience the fullness of heavenly peace in the next world and for all eternity. In this way, we gradually come to realize that in the words of the great Jesuit liturgist, Josef Jungmann, that the whole of our lives have become the Mass, the place where we continually offer ourselves to God in Christ through all we say and all we do. Then, at the end of the day, when you finish trying to pray as best you can, be at peace. You have done your best. Now leave the rest to God, remembering the words of Saint Padre Pio. Pray, trust, and do not worry. <laughs>